Welcome to the podcast, Facing the Facts, the path to gaining control, accessing power, and ultimately creating a life of abundance. I'm your guide, Tony Leprino, here with a new episode, a new way to create a secure financial future for every entrepreneur who wants to have more financial certainty in their life and create peace of mind around their finances and ultimately end up working less and making more without having to stay stuck in the trap of mainstream finance. We're going to continue down the road inside of Becoming Your Own Banker by Nelson Nash. And if you haven't listened to the previous episodes that we've recorded over the last few weeks, this may not make much sense to you. So go back and listen to the last couple episodes because we've been taking a dive into the book and the major concepts to understand this infinite banking concept and how it can work inside of your own world. So go ahead and go back and then come back to this episode and we're going to continue and we're going to talk about some laws and some rules to live by so you can ultimately create a secure financial future for yourself, for your business, and for your family and end up at some point in your life working less and making more. And I don't want you to stay trapped inside of the the mainstream finance. So how can we apply these into our own world? And it's understanding these laws and putting them into practice inside your own life. And so we're going to talk about the human problems and understanding Parkinson's law. Step number two is the biggest thief in the world and understanding Willie Sutton's law. And then the golden rule. And we're going to talk about briefly on the arrival syndrome. So let's talk about what the Parkinson's law is and understanding the human problems. And there's a couple of basic things inside of this that I want to touch on with understanding the Parkinson's law. And most face these human problems, right? We all have problems, but these two things are pretty prevalent in today's world. And Parkinson's law says work expands to meet the time envelope allowed. And really what that, how that can relate to your own world is if you go back to maybe it's school, maybe this is a good example for yourself to understand, or maybe it's a project that you were given at work or something that you wanted to get done and you're given a time frame to do it. Most cases, and most people usually end up procrastinating and waiting till the last minute to complete this. You know, I know it was, you know, especially in school, a big project, you wait till the very end and be quite honest with you, if it wasn't for the last minute, probably nothing would get done. But there's also a very important piece to this is sometimes hesitation can lead to missed opportunities and you won't know it until it's too late. And that's how I really feel about uh, this concept is if you continue to wait, if you continue to make sure everything is perfect in your world before uh, you reach out and ask questions or whatever the situation might be, it might be too late, right? I don't want you to hesitate because it can lead to missed opportunities. And it's not just in this, it's, it's in anything inside of life. If it's something that feels right, if you want to know more about it, if, if it's something that you desire, jump on it. Don't wait and certainly don't hesitate. So understanding that. But there's also another piece to, to the Parkinson's law that I want to touch on is he also noticed that a luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. How prevalent and how real is that in our life? And I can go back to, for me in my own world, is the first car that I ever bought. The first car that I ever bought, I can't even remember what uh, what year it was, but it was a it was a grand dam. Uh, I think I paid maybe fifteen hundred bucks for it, and it was all rusted rusted out. But whatever, it ran. But here's the point: is that my first car, I was pretty pumped that it had a had a tape player, and I was also pretty pumped that it had. I don't even think it, it didn't have AC. No, it didn't have AC, but it had. Uh, you know, it had a tape player, and it had power windows, so that was really cool. But it didn't have AC, and even if it did. It certainly didn't work. But anyway, so the point is, is that if you go to buy a car today, would you even consider buying a car today without Bluetooth, without AC, without power windows? That'd just be stupid, right? 
I mean, that's ludicrous to even think about. But that's understanding Parkinson's law and understanding that a luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. Because if you've had it once in your life and it's a luxury and something that you really like, you want to continue to have that inside of your life. It's like getting a raise. You know, you get a raise and you make more money. You know, what do you do with that money? Do you, do you buy new things? Do you upgrade your lifestyle? Uh, whatever it might be. Once you enjoy it, it becomes a necessity inside of your world and inside of your life. If you can understand this, if you can understand and go back to maybe the basics, maybe the, the fundamentals and the foundation of where you began, and it doesn't have to be to an extreme. It can be in a very, very small pieces, but understanding that something that you enjoyed once doesn't necessarily have to be a luxury inside of your world on a regular basis. And if you can understand this, and if you can put that into play, you are putting yourself way ahead of anybody else around you because most people cannot do this. This is how most people stay stuck and stay trapped in this. Because once they have a nice car, once they experience that nice car, they can't take a step backwards. And I know it was hard for me. I'm coming up on a, on a year now. I had a sweet truck. I had a sweet GMC truck. And the thing was absolutely magnificent. And I loved it. It was brand new when I bought it. And I was just putting a ton of miles on it. And it was just, I had a small little commuter car because I used to travel a lot. And I know for me, I just love that thing. But I also knew the reality was, is that if I continue to drive this truck and drive so many miles that I'm going to become upside down in this thing and never get out from underneath it. So I ended up buying a commuter car and the commuter car was something that wasn't terribly expensive. So I was able to pay for it and get it all paid off and no payments on it. Ran great, great little vehicle. But what happened was is that truck sat there and that was a $600 payment a month. And the debt on top of that was a loan that was outstanding seven or more years or whatever it might be. The car was not to that level. But what I said was, what do I want? What is more important to me? Cash flow and savings and be able to build for my financial future or have a sweet truck to be able to drive around in when I wanted to. So I ended up selling that truck and not only did it increase my cash flow, reduce my debt uh, and all that great stuff, but this is, a, this is a classic example of understanding Parkinson's law. Is that just because I had that nice truck, it didn't need to be a necessity in my life. So now I drive around with it. It's a nice car, but... It's not nearly as nice as that truck, but that's what I'm talking about there. So if you can understand this and looking at this Parkinson's law, and if you can overcome it, you will win by default because comparison to the people that are around you, they're not doing this. And this is what ultimately will keep you stuck is that you'll continue to want more. You'll continue to want the best. You'll continue to try to keep up with the Joneses and you'll just never really get ahead or it will be more difficult. So then we get on to number two is, is Willie Sutton's law. And this one's pretty interesting. This one's really pretty interesting. So Willie Sutton's law, he, 1901 to 1980, he was a notorious bank robber. And he was asked why he continued to rob banks. And here was his answer. That's where they keep the money, right? That's where they keep their money. So that was easiest. So what this putting into concept is wherever wealth is accumulated, somebody's going to try to steal it. And this phenomenon has been with us since the beginning of time is theft was the first labor-saving idea. Don't produce anything, just steal that in which somebody else produced. So here's the question for you that I want you to, I want you to sit and think with this question. Who's the biggest thief in the world? If you answered the Internal Revenue Service, you are correct. See, most people will have this feeling, but they lack the ability to explain that it is needed, or that not needed, but indeed theft, that the IRS is 
the biggest thief. And he explains it this way. Here's an, here's an example. And this is a little bit off the wall. And I'm just taking this right from his book is, so he goes to the shopping mall and he explains it by going to the shopping mall or some such place where there's a ton of people to witness what you're about to do or what I'm about to do to you. And at this point, you know, you're gathered and you're in this place and you pull out a gun and you place it against the head directly and and you say to somebody, give me the contents in your wallet or I'm going to blow your brains out. You can predict with certainty that those who saw this act are going to describe it as theft, right? Somebody robbed you. They're going to call for a punishment. However, if you allow me to gather all these people, we're going to replay the same exact situation and I'm going to gather all these people into this store and we're going to gather them a few hours before. We're going to gather all the, the same exact crowd for about an hour before the show, before you show up. And we're going to talk to them about how we're going to divide the contents out of your wallet and we're going to distribute among them. So we distrib- we're, going to rob- we're going to do the same exact act, but we're going to distribute what was in the, in the goods in the bag and inside the wallet. We're going to distribute it to all the people that are around us. And that act is called democracy. You see, the government's not capable of producing anything. It gets all its substance from a productive element of society. You see, government is a parasite, and it lives off the productive taxpayers, the host. When taxation becomes onerous and to the government's officials, they sense rebellion, they always resort to exemptions to the rule. Exceptions to the rule. Welcome to a qualified plan. 401ks, IRAs. This is a classic case of appointing the fox to guard the chicken house. Does that make sense? I hope it makes sense to you because it became very clear to me at this point that the government does not create anything. They're just creating rules. They're creating rules to fix the problems that they create. So if they're creating the problem, they're also creating the solution. How absurd is this? And have you noticed that these plans are not they're not put into place simultaneously. This is not all at once. How about the pension plans? The pension plans came first, right? One select group of citizens were able to enjoy these pensions. How many of them are around now? Very few. Then it came down to IRAs, 401ks, so that everybody has an exception. The lawmakers to create the problem by spending the money that they do not have, which results in strangling taxation, and then they create a solution in the form of an exemption to the rule that they created, tax deferment. The natural result of this process is a system in which the government controls everything that you do, and they can and they will change their mind. They're going to change their mind, they'll change the rules upon the slightest change in time. Look at this, we're in this world right now, the coronavirus. What did they do? They waived the 10% penalty up to $100,000 to take out of your qualified plan. They changed the rules. It's crazy. And they keep changing the rules so that it looks like they're trying to help you out, right? But the real solution, here is the real solution to this problem. Quit the government programs forever. Stop pumping money into these qualified plans. If you're still continuing inside of this coronavirus pandemic, if you are still pumping money inside of this qualified plan, you are funding their problem. That's the real solution is quit the government spending for all these programs and get out. But everywhere you turn, you see financial planners, 
and you see the media and you see these people that label themselves as financial experts who recommend that you should participate in these programs to the fullest, maximize these things at every extent possible inside of tax shelter programs. It is self-evident that these programs will disappear or would disappear if there was nobody fulfilling these needs. If there was nobody that was pumping money into these things, they would not exist at all. But there's generation after generation that continues and keeps up with the same old nonsense that's taking place. So we never get out from underneath it. Well, it's time. One person at a time, one family at a time, is to get out from underneath these plans. And the only way to do this is to stop participating. Economic problems are best solved by people contracting with one another and limiting the government function in enforcing these contracts. And that the best way to do this The best way to do this is through dividend-paying whole life insurance. It's been around for 200 years. It has stood the test of time. It's not a government-sponsored idea. It's private property. It's a contract between you and the insurance company. And only the people who care about others that are dear to them participate in this idea. What an amazing thing. I had no idea it even existed. But I can't look back. I can only look forward. And I'm so grateful that I was introduced to the people who introduced me to this concept. Because without them, I'd still be down that trap. But here's the other thing, is I would still be putting other people and believing that that was the path and putting other people inside of this as a typical financial planner. So let's touch on the golden rule. Now that we've got those two out of the way, we've got the Parkinson's law out of the way, and now we've got Willie Sutton's law and understanding who the biggest thief in the world is in the IRS. So let's talk about the golden rule. And this one's very quick and very easy. The golden rule is those who have the gold make the rules. Those who have the money make the rules. I just touched on this. Look back and look at the rules that are being changed inside of the qualified plans, right? That's to benefit you, supposedly. We're giving you a break. We're going to allow you to get access to your money, even though we've had a 10% penalty on this because you can only take up to $100,000 before 59 and a half, but we're going to say that's a big benefit to you. Pretty crazy. They go ahead and change the rules because they control the money. What if you didn't have that money? What if you didn't have, what if you didn't, nobody had control of your money and you had complete control over your financial future? What if you had complete control out of every single dollar that was sitting inside of those qualified plans? Would your life be different? I don't know. I know mine is. So that's the golden rule. So here's the main points of this episode is if you can understand Parkinson's law, if you can understand that a luxury once had is not necessarily a necessity moving forward and not hesitating and waiting to the last minute because you could miss an opportunity and then understanding Willie Sutton's law with the biggest thief in the world, the one who creates the problem, also creates the solution to the problem, is a classic example of the fox guarding the pen. And then the golden rule of the one who controls the money makes the rules. But then we tackle a syndrome, a syndrome that I understand very well. And that's the arrival syndrome. And this phenomenon right here probably limits the achievements of people more than anything else. Because when you stop growing, when you stop learning, you rot. We turn off, we tune out our ability to receive inspiration because we already 
know all there is to know. The arrival syndrome produces a comfort zone. How relevant is that? Think about basic hygiene. I know this is a terrible example, but it's something that everybody can relate to. What happens if you stop brushing your teeth? They rot. Human behavior, us as humans, if we stop growing, if we stop learning, if we take the avenue in the, in the mental, we take the stand that we know everything and we're right and there's no other way because that's the way we were told. That's the arrival syndrome. And that produces a comfort zone. When I was in the typical financial world, what I knew was inside of my broker-dealer. There was nobody else outside in that world. There was nobody else outside that I would learn from. This is what they keep you inside of the surrounding, the people that you're surrounded by. You learn the products. You learn how to how to manipulate. You learn how to put those into, into place of every single client that comes through uh, and solve any of their problems and, at any cost and make sure it's the right fit for them. That's all I would study. That's all I would know. When I released that arrival syndrome, it allowed me to broaden my horizons and, and expand my world and expand my knowledge, my expertise, and surround myself with people who knew more than me, who had experienced more than I had, who have seen things through a different perspective, through a different lens. And that has given me more growth in the last 18 months than anything else in my entire life because I threw away the arrival syndrome that I knew everything. And you can do the same thing because there's so much out there. There's so many other ways. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be standing in the place that I'm standing and being able to deliver this information to you because I would have never known this information. Powerful. So as somebody who takes a stand for all the financial misinformation that's out there in this world today and helping people build their own banking system, this is probably the most difficult part of the entire world and the entire job inside of this is to get people to open their minds and take an in-depth look at just exactly what is going on inside of the business world, inside of their own personal economy. Because I truly believe this statement. And if there's anything that you can take from this podcast episode or anything that I, anything that I put out here in the last, I don't know, 10 months, is that if you understand what's really happening, if you can understand what's really happening and you are willing to get rid of the arrival syndrome and you're willing to jump in and take a look at a new way, a new opportunity, a new way to create a secure financial future for you, for your kids, for your family, for your legacy, for other people, other generations. If you understand what's really happening, you will know exactly what to do. I understand that decision's not easy. I understand that it's difficult to take a stand and to do something that's, that's uncommon, uncharacteristic, in order to create financial certainty create peace of mind, create fulfillment. I understand that what I'm talking about flies in the face of what we've learned and what we've been taught. But I can only share with you my experience, my experience of living this for over two years now. So here's a big takeaway with this is that you really can create a secure financial future if you follow these laws, if you follow these rules, if you follow the concepts that I've laid out for you in the last couple of weeks. And you don't have to stay stuck in the trap of the mainstream finance. You do not have to follow the masses. It's a beautiful world outside of the masses. It's nice and quiet. It's peaceful. There's less stress. There's less anxiety. There's less worry. So if you're one of those entrepreneurs who's excited about this and you've seen this and you've followed along and you're excited about this and you really want to make this work for you, do yourself a huge favor. Go buy the book. Go buy the book, The Infinite Banking Concept, Becoming Your Own Banker, Nelson Nash. I've got no connection to the book whatsoever except that I read it, I follow it, I live it. You can find it on Amazon. And then when you're done reading it, shoot me a message and let's have a conversation about it. 
This makes it easy for you to create a secure financial future by following these laws without having to stay stuck in the trap of mainstream finance. I hope this is all making sense to you. I hope these last few episodes have been excellent. I Maybe one more on this book, but a lot of the rest of the book goes into the details of how to build your own bank with numbers and with illustrations and things like that. So I don't think we're going to continue to dig into those because simply to talk about numbers and stuff like that over a podcast is difficult. But we will continue to talk about concepts around this whole entire infinite banking, creating your own banking system, getting outside of the mainstream finance, how to make this a reality inside your own life, how to secure your financial future. So again, I really appreciate all the listeners who have joined me over the last few weeks, who have reached out, who have sent messages, who have asked questions. Man, it it means so much to me for you able to do that. And if there's something that you want to hear, if there's more that you want to hear, please jump in, write a review. It's a huge help for me. If there's anything else that you want to know, any particular topics you want to take a deeper dive on, please shoot me a message. Please write in the comments and we will certainly take care of you. But I'm grateful for all of you for tuning in and listening and allowing me to share something that I'm incredibly passionate about and how this can be implemented into your own world. So again, thank you. Have a great rest of your week. We'll be back next week. Stay safe, stay sane, keep plugging forward. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Facing the Facts, the path to gaining control, accessing power, and ultimately creating a life of abundance. Are you an independent business owner or real estate professional who's ever felt like you're out on this island alone, going through this journey of life and business, and there's nobody else around you experiencing the same challenges and problems that you face every single day? Have you ever felt like you just needed somebody to talk to? Somebody who got it. Somebody who has experienced the same challenges that you face. Somebody who could bring some perspective into your world. Or maybe you're tired of trying to figure this game of life out alone, and you want to talk to somebody about your specific challenges and how to break free of the chaos. I want to introduce to you High Performance Coaching, for independent business owners and real estate professionals who want to unlock their life's purpose and passion, access the power across all areas of life, including their health and their wellness, mindset and belief, relationships and family, and gain control of their money so that you can create a life of prosperity and abundance and ultimately reach financial freedom. Head over to the show notes to learn more about high-performance coaching. Stay tuned for next week's episode, and thanks again for joining me.